We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the topic is projection, the psychological concept of the pot calling the kettle black. Projection and how the progressives have mastered it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Today's topic is this issue of projection. The psychological concept of projecting the things that you're guilty of onto everybody else. Pointing the finger outward at them while you've got three fingers pointed back at yourself. And apparently doing it shamelessly, perhaps even oblivious to your own hypocrisy. I'm going to bring up several examples of this, but key to this entire issue is COVID. Can we talk about anything today without going to COVID? I might get into Bill Maher's recent interview where he basically unleashed against the left for its duplicity, its hypocrisy, its shameless projection. He didn't use that word, but I will with regard to blaming everybody else for the very things that they've caused themselves. So today's topic, again, is projection. I'm going to go back to Mika and Joe and how they called the truckers in the Freedom Convoy in Canada cultists, while they themselves, Mika and Joe, are demonstrating the very tenets of what it means to be a member of a cult in the way they behave, the way they act, the way they communicate, and yes, the way they criticize and blame others for doing the very thing that they're most guilty of. Again, projection. Let's take an early break, and when I get back, we'll talk about that concept, projection, the pot calling the kettle black, blaming other people for the very thing you're more, most guilty of doing yourself, and we might get into the story of Bill Maher and how he has unleashed on his own the liberals, the progressives, for the way they've been lying to the American people. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, let, let me set up the, the rest of the show this way. Um, you know, the story last week, the, at the very time, and I covered this briefly on this show. At the very time, we have tons of reports out there, multiple, multiple reports out there, that show that our countries, the United States of America's high priest of scientism, his grand and glorious, his eminence, the venerable Dr. Anthony Fauci, Mr. Science himself, at the very time we've got empirical evidence that the man has been lying to us, lying to us, on a, on a variety of different things. 
such as the effectiveness of lockdowns or, or the effectiveness of vaccines? Or how about masks, flip-flopping on masks? You know, at the very time we've got all of this evidence coming out from John Hopkins and elsewhere, and at the same time that other countries, such as Denmark and England and Sweden, are basically saying, we're done with this. We're moving back to normal. We've got these branch Covidians that take to the airways and call anyone who dares to challenge their false religion and their spiritual leader, the grand and glorious Dr. Anthony Fauci. We've got these branch Covidians like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski who take to the airways and call everybody cultists. Now, I want to remind you of that story. I mean, this the irony of Joe and Mika calling the truckers in Canada cultists is so rich. The irony is so thick. The irony is so clear. It's stunning that they don't see it themselves. They, meaning Joe and Mika. I'll go back and I'll share the story with you. On January 31st, last Monday, Joe and Mika who, by the way, obviously think they're smarter than you or me. You know, they're the smart folks and those stupid redneck blue-collar truckers, those people that actually have to work for a living, we're going to to tell them a thing or two about what's real and right in the world. That's their attitude. So this is what they had to say about the Canadian truckers. Good people, good working people who've gathered by the tens of thousands, to essentially do nothing other than to protest their child king, Justin Trudeau's draconian mandates. This is what Joe and Mika had to say. And I quote, they, the truckers they're referring to, are enemies to themselves. They've become what they hated because they're so put upon for being asked to do what they've been asked to do, required to do their entire lives. It's a cult, close quote. Joe Scarborough with Mika Brzezinski nodding, nodding with indignation. They're the enemies to themselves. They've become what they've hated because they're so put upon as they, and that's the kind of voice, that's the kind of tone that Scarborough employed at the time he said that, because they're so put upon for being asked to do what they've been asked to do, required to do their entire lives. It's a cult. Now, you know I've covered this very issue of what what defines a cult, and I'm going to do it again right now in a little bit different way, but if Scarborough had even a high school level of understanding of what a cult truly is, he might, he might just recognize that this brainwashed villain that he's mocking is not the guy staring out the window of an 18-wheeler in Montreal, but it's rather the guy looking back at Scarborough from his own mirror. Now, the International Cultic Studies Association has this to say about what defines a cult. I'm going to go over it again with you. This is what the International Cultic Studies Association says. A cult is comprised of members and supporters 
who are not fully aware of the extent to which they've been exploited. I want you to think about Joe and Mika while I'm reading off this definition of a cult. So I'll read that point again. A cult is comprised of members and supporters who are not fully aware of the extent to which they've been exploited. Hmm. A cult is characterized by an excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to a specific leader. Hmm. A cult is preoccupied with bringing new converts into its ranks and disparages those who remain on the outside. Cults discourage and even punish questions and dissent. They use mind-numbing techniques such as denunciation to suppress doubts. Cults dictate how members should think and act and feel. Adherents must get permission and direction as to how to engage in daily life. Matters as mundane as what to wear and where to shop and when to work are subject to leadership approval. Cultists are elitists, claiming an exalted status for themselves and their leaders. They claim to have a special mission to save humanity. They have a polarized us-versus-them mentality, which causes conflict within the broader society. Cult leaders refuse to be held accountable. Instead, they teach that their ends justify their means and promote values and behaviors that even they would have considered unethical about five minutes ago before joining the group. Cults use guilt as a means of control. The subservience of cult members to the group and its leaders cause them to cut ties with family and friends. Cult members are encouraged and required to socialize only with other group members. Now listen to that list. I I ask you to think of Joe and Mika and their self-righteous indignation, their elitist attitude of calling these truckers in Canada cultists. But who is actually exhibiting the very characteristics of what the International Cultic Studies Association defines as a cult, characterized as as an excessive and zealous, unquestioning commitment to its leader, preoccupied with bringing new converts into the ranks, punishes questions and dissent, mind-numbing techniques such as denunciation to suppress doubts, telling members how to think and act and feel, must get permission and direction as to how to engage in daily life. On matters as mundane as what to wear, on your face, where to shop, when to go to church, how far away from others you should stand, claiming an exalted status for themselves and their leaders. We're the smart ones. We're we're pro-science. You people are stupid rubes. You're deplorables. You You can't think your way out of a paper bag because... You don't live in Manhattan like we do. They have a polarized view of us versus them. They refuse to hold their leaders accountable. You know, fact-checking everybody but Joe Biden. Fact-checking everybody but the current director of the CDC when they've told you that vaccines Vaccines work so effectively that, quote-unquote, Joe Biden, you won't get sick. You won't get COVID if you 
take the vaccine. Hmm, has he been fact-checked for saying that? So my, here's my point. Before Joe and Mika, and anybody who is tempted to agree with them, go much further down this, this road of castigating all of us heartland rubes who dare to question their insight, the insight of the elites, the smart folks. I'd like to suggest that they just read the definition of what a cult is one more time. Please just go read it. Little education never hurt anybody. Just go read the definition of a cult. And then go, if you can just be quiet for five minutes, go and listen to the actual audio clip of what you said about these truckers, Joe and Mika. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to a specific leader punishes questions and doubt and dissent, disparages those on the outside, dictates how members should think and act and feel, tells people how to engage in their jobs and even what to wear, claims elite status for its leaders and for themselves, has a special mission to save humanity. It's another component of the definition of a cult. A polarized us versus them mentality. And then attempts to induce guilt feelings in members in order to control them. Here's another one that's in the definition. Comprised of members and supporters who are f not fully aware of the extent to which they have been co-opted, brainwashed, and exploited. Does that define the COVID cultists? Obviously, that's a rhetorical question on my part. I would argue it does. So while, while Joe and Mika and anybody else who's tempted to nod affirmatively when they mock the Freedom Convoy in Canada, and all the rest of us who think, you know, it's about time people rose up and said, enough's enough. We're not going to do this anymore. We're the ones who are attending to the data, to the empirical facts. We can read. We know that the lockdowns don't work. We know that Johns Hopkins just came out and said so. We know that masks are ineffective. There are 21 studies across the world, international studies that indicate masks are substantially ineffective. And in fact, they can cause harm because you're breathing dirty air. Your carbon di dioxide in inhalation goes up dramatically and approaches unhealthy levels. So while... While Joe and Mika and all these smart folks at MSNBC are thinking about and chuckling about the cultists in the trucker convoy, I'd just like to ask them to be open-minded enough to crack open one of their old freshman psychology textbooks and just look up the definition of projection. Please, just do that. It's in, your, it's in your psych textbook. It's in your notes if you still have them. 
projection. Here's what Psychology Today, 2002, says about projection. If you can't find it in your textbook, I'll, I'll help you out here, Joe and Mika. People tend to project because they have a trait or a desire that is too difficult to acknowledge. And rather than confronting it, they cast it onto someone else. This functions to preserve their self-esteem, making difficult emotions more tolerable. It's easier to attack or witness wrongdoing in another person than to confront that possibility in one's own behavior. How a person acts toward the target of projection might reflect how they really feel about themselves. Close quote, Psychology Today, 2002. Projection. Now, because that's the topic of the day, I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that definition again. Joe and Mika, please attend to this. Everybody else, which apparently is 50% of the American population or higher, that seems to side with Joe and Mika's smug self-righteousness of calling the truckers cultists, while you're exhibiting the exact characteristics that define a cult? Your projection is stunning, and your ignorance of the fact that you're doing it is frightening. Again, the definition of projection. People tend to project because they have a trait or a desire that is too difficult to acknowledge. Rather than confronting it, they cast it onto someone else. This functions to preserve the self-esteem, making difficult emotions more tolerable. It's easier to attack or witness wrongdoing in another person than confront the possibility in one's own behavior. How a person acts towards the target of projection might reflect how they really feel about themselves. Close quote, Psychology Today. Or let's go back several hundred years to William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania. A quote from him. For a covetous man to inveigh against prodigality, an atheist against idolatry, a tyrant against rebellion, or a liar against forgery, or a drunkard against intemperance, is for the pot to call the kettle black. Close quote, William Penn. In other words, for a liar to rail against lying, for a covetous man to rail against and criticize and point the finger at those that covet, for somebody who's perpetually drunk off his feet to criticize someone else for imbibing a drink, for somebody to say, I can't tolerate your intolerance. I hate you hateful people. I'm sure that nothing is sure. And I'm absolutely confident there are no absolutes. And how dare you question authority? How dare you question Dr. Anthony Fauci? 
your questions, your rebellion, your protest against, against us, against the elites, against the smart folks, against the branch Covidians, your protest against us makes you a cultist. How dare you criticize our cult, you cultists. It's the pot calling the kettle black. It's projection. It's hypocrisy. It's duplicity. It's shameful. This, this is something that is as old as the history of man. I mean, when Cain killed Abel, rather than repenting and accepting the responsibility he railed against God, saying, am I my brother's keeper? It's, it was his way of projecting, of deflecting, of ignoring his own culpability, his own brokenness, his own sin. We all do it. You know, I'm angry that Joe and Mika are so smug and self-righteous in the way they label these good, hardworking people. One of the reasons it makes me angry is my dad was a truck driver. And I'll tell you what, I'll stand with my dad any day. I'll stand with my dad any day rather than these elitists in the beltway. My dad had common sense. G.K. Chesterton said this about people like my dad. He said this in 1908 in his book, Orthodoxy. Listen to this. This is a great quote. I've always been more inclined to believe the ruck of hardworking people than to believe the special and troublesome literary class to which I belong. I prefer the people who see life from the inside to people who see it from the outside. Close quote, G.K. Chesterton. That's worth repeating here. I've always been more inclined to believe the ruck of hardworking people than to believe the special and troublesome literary class to which I belong. I prefer the people who see life from the inside to the people who see it from the outside. G.K. Chesterton, 1908, Orthodoxy. What's Chesterton saying? I'll side with the truck drivers who see life from the inside. They're in there. They have to get into the mess. They have to get their hands dirty. They have to clean the stalls. They have to work the cattle. They have to open the hood of the truck and get grease under their fingernails and figure out how to solve a problem. They have to go to work. They have to use common sense. They have to get along with other people that they disagree with, disagree with as they move on down the road. This is the nature of heartland wisdom versus the arrogance and the smugness of East Coast and West Coast elites, those of the Beltway, those that are on the outside looking in, thinking that they're above all of that. But the interesting thing is those that look from the outside in are the ones that actually are living the lie. The honesty of life is the mud, the dirt, the hard work, the bumps, the bruises, the lessons of life that you learn on the farm, on the ranch, in the truck, in the mechanic shop, 
the lessons that you learn doing life from the inside are much more valuable and much more true than this arrogance that preens and struts and postures on a flat screen as they sit in their little glass cubicles in Manhattan and Washington, D.C. That's not real life. That's comfort. That's safety, I suppose. But it's not good in the same sense as the goodness of the way my dad lived life and taught me and my brothers to live it. You know, Jesus came to us in the dirt and the grime and the manure and the smells and the dust of a stable, of animals, of a farm, of a ranch. And then Jesus lived life in the same fashion. He didn't join the elites. He didn't sit behind a camera, if you will. He didn't sit in his little glass box lecturing all of the rest of the world on how stupid they were. He got inside of life, and he lived it with dirt under his fingernails, communicating with people, respecting people, using analogies that made sense to them because those analogies were made of sense. That's why Christianity is not a cult. Jesus didn't condemn questions. He encouraged them. He didn't punish people for asking, well, why? He actually encouraged it, blessed it, and actually told people to walk with him as he led them toward those answers. This issue of cults, it's an issue of projection. Frankly, it's cultists calling other people cultists. It's the intolerant calling other people intolerant. It's the hateful calling other people hateful. It's those that say they're sure that nothing is sure, not recognizing the fact that they just sawed off the very branch upon which they're sitting. It's self-refuting. It's duplicity. It's hypocrisy because it's a cult. And cults don't care about facts. Cults care about power and control. Cults honor leaders to the point where anybody who questions the grand and glorious high priest of their false religion is condemned in silence, sequestered, ridiculed, and mocked through projection. The pot calling the kettle black. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.